Good afternoon. Good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we speak with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Carolyn Pollock. She's the Chief Marketing Officer for Men's Warehouse. Uh, with prom and wedding seasons upon us, Men's Warehouse has rolled out a new campaign and is also using a new digital tool to engage its customers. So looking forward to the discussion. How are you today, Carolyn? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having good. me. Good. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, first off, we like to start these on a more personal level. Would love to know a little bit more about you, uh, your background, your role at Men's Warehouse. And yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'm actually the Chief Marketing Officer of Taylor Brands which is the parent company of not just Men's Warehouse, but also Joseph A. Bank, um, as well as K&G, um, which is a, a more regional store that services men, women, and children. Um, and then also Moore's in Canada, which is um, the leading menswear um, retailer in Canada. Um, and I've been in the role for about three in retail in February of 20, which <laughs> was in hindsight, not such a, a, a timely move, but um, it's been an, an incredible ride and um, we've gone through just an incredible amount of transformation that I'm happy to chat with you about. Um, prior to taking the role, I had a um, marketing consulting business for about 10 years, um, both on my own and then um, more recently with some business partners. And um, it was an incredible experience as well because it allowed me to really learn a lot about companies of all kinds of sizes. So I worked with everything from early stage startups up to big enterprise organizations like Facebook and Dolby and eBay, and um, had a chance to really um, dig into multiple different types of scenarios and needs across the marketing funnel. And um, and now I'm able to kind of leverage and tap into that experience and what we do day to day here at Men's Warehouse and the other brands as well. A quick follow-up question to that. Um, was there something that you saw kind of across the different brands as a challenge that was pretty consistent uh, within within them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's part of what I'm sure we'll chat about, which is just, you know, the ongoing need to figure out how to build with the customer. Um, you know, more and more the customer's faced with so many choices um, and is making choices based on evolving criteria. Um, and the more the brands can establish that meaningful brand relationship and not just say... Um, not just a you know brand attributes type of relationship, but just an overall business and um, added value relationship with the customer. Um, the better off they are, uh, and that's where you know I'm a huge proponent of where loyalty fits into into that effort. Excellent. Uh, and fun fact: uh, Do you like to parasail? Do you have 20 kids? Do you have to scuba dive? <laughs> What's something you like to do uh, when you're kicking back outside of work? Um, well, I mean, now it's uh, it's a lot of work, um, but I do, you know, try to have fun. Um, I love the, the coast, um, spend a fair amount of time on the coast and the beach and that kind of thing. Um, my other little like rando fact is I lived in Japan um, quite a while ago after I graduated from college. And so I still speak a bit of passable conversational Japanese. And that's, that's awesome. That's great. Um for those who may not familiar, be familiar with Men's Warehouse, can you give us a brief description on Men's Warehouse, how it was founded, uh, maybe even even kind of how it was a, a kind of a spun into the, the, the larger Taylor Brands uh, entity? That'd be great yeah, to know. Absolutely. So, yeah, Men's Warehouse was founded back in 1973 by a gentleman named George Zimmer, who came from a um, family background of working in men's clothing. 
And um, he grew the business um, both organically as well as through a series of acquisitions over the years. Um, most people are familiar with George Zimmer as the gentleman in all of the men's warehouse commercials in the 90s and um, early 2000s, where um, he guaranteed that you were going to like the way you looked. And, um, you know, a huge amount of effort is an amazing study in advertising about the power of, you know, a very, very consistent um, media plan and message. Um, I mean, it's fascinating to us now just how much that equity still lingers um, in a good way. And, um, you know, a lot of people have very positive um, associations with Men's Warehouse because of that. Um, so the business, um, like I said, continued to grow through acquisitions and then, um it eventually ended up acquiring Joseph A. Bank um, as a brand. And at that point, um, they established a holding company, Taylor Brands, to um, to manage a portfolio. Um, and around that time, or sorry, I think before that, um, Moore's in Canada was also acquired. So, um, so you know, with really a focus on trying to be sort of the preeminent um, in North America. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I do remember the George Zimmer commercials yeah. uh, and the, the kind of the tagline. Hopefully, it's not dating myself, but uh, that uh, it was a, a very memorable commercial for sure. Yeah. No, I mean we have we have younger customers who you know weren't even born when that campaign launched to know it. <laughs> so it's incredible the the staying power that it had. And in fact, as we rebuilt our campaign last year, um, we really tapped into that equity and evolved it and modernized it and it made it feel a little more emotional to speak to sort of those important moments like weddings and proms that we okay. see, that we see this. Um, and so our new tagline is um, love the way you look um, because you know when you love the way you look you feel really great and it's uh, it's a very sort of empowering um, confidence building um, emotion that we're trying to establish um, but it really grew and got traction because of the fact that there was so much equity in the earlier line. Okay, that's awesome. When you look at your customers, uh, you know, are can you tell us a little bit about them? Are they similar? Are they different? You know, how do they come to engage with the brand and become customers of Men's Warehouse? Yeah, I mean, the vast majority of our customers come to us for the first time, either for their prom and or for their wedding um, a little later in life. And you know, you talk to anybody where you, I say that I work with Men's Warehouse, and um, and everybody's got a story of coming to Men's Warehouse for the first time um, with their friends, with their father, with their grandfather to get dressed for an, an important occasion or moment in their lives. And um, and that's sort of how we build our relationship and, and ongoing loyalty with our customers to demonstrate to them that whenever they've got a, a special moment or, or occasion that they need to kind of dial it up and, and dress themselves up a little bit, that we're there with our expertise to help them with that. Um, and that always starts with that first association, whether it's prom or, or, or a wedding. So, okay. yeah. Excellent. So uh, it would seem that certain times of year, or early spring, summer, uh, when, uh, with prom and with uh, weddings, that's kind of the most popular uh, season that they uh, become associated uh, with the brand? Yeah, unlike most retailers, Q4 is actually our smallest quarter. Um, Qs two and three um, are our biggest. So you think of the summer, spring um, for prom, um, spring and summer for weddings, and then fall for weddings. Interestingly, October is the most popular month for people to get married in. So October tends to also be an incredibly busy month. Uh, and, you know, we service not just the grooms who are typically planning a few months ahead um, for those moments, but also all the guests that go to those weddings. So we tend to get even though the October grooms may have actually booked their um, tuxedo or suit or whatever, or bought their tuxedo or suit, um, you know, a few months ahead, we're still servicing a number of guests who are coming in in the month of October. 
Okay. Uh, and, and how do you engage them? Uh, obviously, you do a, you get some programs out there that kind of kind of keep engaged with the brand after that first uh, opportunity or the first time they step on the store or online. You know, how, how do you engage um, well, we them We have a, a whole lot. And this is part of the, the transformation that I was mentioning earlier. So the original playbook for marketing for the business was really highly focused on TV um, and then a direct mail program. So catalog and or direct mailers. Um, and customers would engage with that when they come into store to either rent or, or buy. Um, our associates would tell them about the program and get them signed up um, to the point where we have incredible engagement within our loyalty program. So we've got sort of mid to high 80s to 90s, um, depending on which brand in the portfolio um, as a percent of our total customer base that are part of the loyalty program. So um, incredible penetration with the program. So that continues to be one way that we ongoing connect with our customers. But the other major shift that we've made is away from a purely just TV and direct mail playbook and into a much more robust digital channel mix. Um, you know, everything from obviously like social display, um, even affiliates. Um, we have an interesting um, program with our affiliates as well. And um, and then obviously our email program. So um, even in the digital channels that tend to be um, more acquisition channels, whether it's search or social or whatever, we also have a um, pretty focused playbook on existing customers. And we're increasing our ability all the time to better and more accurately target our existing customers there so that we aren't reliant on any one particular channel, be it email or, or direct mail or whatever, to actually drive that relationship that we're really showing up for them okay. wherever they are. Yeah, you touched on your loyalty program and the, the high engagement levels you have with the program, Perfect Fit. Uh, you know, how does the program work? How can members engage the program? You know, what are some of the benefits that they get from being, you know, an active member? Yeah, so they um, when they sign up in store or online, um, they're um, they become part of the program, and at that point, for every dollar that they spend, we track that, and um, they earn fifty dollars in cash back for every five hundred dollars that they spend with us. I mean, most of our products tend to be slightly higher price points, so we have that initial cliff at a slightly higher level. Um, so that's sort of the primary benefit is the rewards that they earn um, based on their spending. But then, you know, like many typical loyalty programs, we have a birthday reward. Um, we offer free shipping to our Perfect Fit members. And then we also um, give them a discount off of uh, rentals. So they get a $40 off a tuxedo or suit rental at any time as well. Okay. Uh, when you look at emotional loyalty, it's very important for brands. Uh, you know, we have meetings every week with our, our member community and talk about different topics. Emotional loyalty is one that very important, but it can be challenging to create emotional loyalty, right? What's working? What's not working? How do I measure it? But, uh, you know, how they come to engage with the brand, uh, the inception of that engagement, it, it would be very emotional, it seemed to me. So, you know, how does emotional loyalty play a role in your overall customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, and this is something I'm super passionate about because this is where, you know, we're constantly educating the organization that loyalty is not a marketing program. Loyalty is every single touch point with the customer and how that is used to build a meaningful and lasting relationship with the customer. And our most powerful touch point is our wardrobe consultants in our stores. Um, those, these are people who literally cases decades of experience in selling menswear and outfitting men for these most important moments. And when you talk to our customers about um, why they choose Men's Warehouse and why they come back, inevitably they reference their experience that they've had in our stores. So even while like our online business becomes increasingly important and you know we use that as a way to 
build meaningful relationships with our customers too. At the end of the day, it really the biggest asset that we have is our retail footprint and the um, amazingly talented team within. So they're the ones that are having that conversation with the customer about like, what is the moment you're dressing for? And, you know, if it's something celebratory, like a wedding, then, you know, there's a certain way that they approach the customer. You know, many customers, unfortunately, come to us also dressing for funerals and they're incredibly, um, sensitive and, um, you know, sort of supportive of, of helping the customer through those difficult moments as well. Um, and that is the thing that really helps um, get our customers coming back is, is that meaningful relationship. So the more that we can do to enable that relationship in store and enable the relationship between our associates and the customer ongoing um, is a huge focus area for us. Okay. Uh, you had a very successful campaign, uh, Prom Your Way campaign uh, that allowed the brand to support high school students uh, in many unique ways. Uh, you know, how do you think this program will kind of aid in your customer loyalty efforts and how did that program come about? Yeah, so the Prom Your Way campaign is sort of our, our tag for overall effort, and there's a number of different components. So um, in terms of engaging and attracting customers initially, we obviously very, very heavy social presence, um, in particular with Snap um, and Snapchat. So we um, created with Snapchat a number of unique filters um, that customers could use within the Snapchat experience. Um, we also developed with Snapchat a um, AR augmented reality mirror that we tested in one of our stores in New Jersey um, that enabled a customer to literally stand in our store in front of the mirror and different outfits um, in the mirror. And so and it would move with you. You could turn around. You could see sort of the entire look on you, whether it was a dinner jacket and pants, tuxedo, a suit. Um, so it was just, you know, a really fun way for customers to engage and also get a sense of kind of what they wanted before they actually ended up speaking with an associate. Um, similarly, we have a try-on feature um, powered by the same technology on our website that enables you to load up a photo of yourself and try on any of the products that are in our rental website. Um, and so that has all been really powerful. And then I think the program that we're most proud of is our Cash for Schools initiative, where we've been... Um, personally outreach, reaching out to um, stores, or sorry, schools in um, the local neighborhoods of our stores and engaging them with a cash for schools program such that as more students come to our store to rent um, or buy their outfit for their prom, we then turned around a donation um, to that school. And we're still in the process of tallying up the total amount of funds raised for all the schools, but uh, it's very significant. And, you know, we expect this program to grow over the next couple of years as well. So as a way to, you know, support schools that are constantly struggling with funding. Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, kind of nice uh, CSR uh, effort for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You talked about uh, the, the uh, Snapchat, uh, the filter feature. You know, how do you think this campaign or those campaigns, similar campaigns, will help build emotional loyalty within a younger demographic? Well, it's just it's it's just sort of a fun thing, you know, like it's just a, a cool thing for kids to try. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Um, I have two daughters who are sophomore and senior this year. And, uh, you know, I've seen it with them and their friends as, as they've tried this out. And it's just a, a fun way to engage and to start to feel like, you know, this is a brand that understands them, understands where they like to hang out and engage. And um, and it just becomes something that, um, you know, just becomes a little more experiential and memorable for them. So um, I think continuing to do things like that um, and showing up for, for um, our customers, whatever age they are, that shows that we really understand what motivates them, um, I think is really important. 
Okay. The Wedding Wingman uh, is another digital tool that you create just launched for grooms and then groomsmen. Can you uh, kind of talk about how that came to be and and, and how did you know customer feedback or potential insights help design the, the offering? Yeah. So the, the initial insight was around like, what is that magic that happens in our stores um, that helps to establish that initial relationship with the customer? And a big part of that is our wardrobe consultant taking the expertise that they have and, you know, effectively interviewing the customer as to what they're looking for. So, you know, what type of wedding are they having? What sort of the style that they're looking for? Do they have an existing color palette that they're thinking about? And taking all of that information and then the um, wardrobe consultant uses that to provide um, the recommendations um, to the customer. And um, and so the initial thinking was like, let's take that and bring that to life through our digital channels as well um, so that we can kind of amplify the power of, of that sort of consultative approach um, to the interaction. So we've built um, using algorithms and, and a whole lot of data around what we know customers like and um, how different um, offerings within our assortment actually match different wedding styles. Um, and we've basically got this sort of online tool that enables you to winnow down within our assortment to um, the options that would best fit for your wedding or style. And so now what we find is that if you decide that you want to then complete that transaction online, you can. Um, or if you want to then take that information into the store, you're that much further along with the information that you've got and you share that with the consultant and they can move more quickly to support you and actually speed up the entire process in the store as well, which is really beneficial when um, our stores get pretty darn busy in the spring um, season in particular because of both prom and wedding hitting at the same time. Um, and so our store associates, you know, end up getting very busy and this and that enables the customer to either have completed that before they get into the store or do it once they're there. Um, and that enables the whole thing to move a little bit more quickly. Okay. And with wedding plannings being so demanding, it seemed like this tool could help reduce stress for customers. Yeah. And so the other really cool feature um, that's part of this is that once um, the bride and groom have chosen the look for the groom and his party, um, you can then share that out to the groomsmen and say, hey, guys, these are the, um, the this is what you need to go and get. Go try it on, go to your store or buy it online, whatever, or, or rent it online. Um, and then there's a way to kind of manage that for the groom to then ensure that um, the groomsmen in his party uh, have actually gone and done that. He can send reminders um, for that. So super helpful tool um, to, to help them kind of just make sure that everybody's getting stuff done in time for the big day. Okay. Uh, when you look at customers, uh, there's a great deal of discussion Going through COVID, uh, you said you mentioned uh, that you, you took the job uh, the onset of COVID. So customers changed going into COVID, change coming out of COVID. You know, how do you think your customers are changing within uh, your brand set, and how are you working to address some of those changes? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think at the end of the day, what what hasn't changed is the fact that there are different moments in our lives where you're with other people, usually. Um, where you want to show up for them a little bit differently. And, and, you know, in terms of your appearance and kind of the effort that you put into that, because it isn't a moment, a moment that you're, you know, wanting to celebrate or, you know, signify as something that's special. Um, and the, the role that we play for those special moments hasn't changed. Um, within that, though, I think what's kind of keeps evolving is, you know, how dressy or not a customer may want to get with that. So whether they want to go like full coat and tails for a super fancy wedding or whether they want to do something a lot more casual, like a tan linen suit, um, we need to make sure that we're constantly kind of 
putting the, the, the right assortment out in front of our customers so that we can meet their needs, whichever direction they're wanting to go. Um, coming out of the pandemic, initially, you know, people really wanted to get dressed up um, because they'd been in sweats for two years and were ready to, to put on a, a fancy suit or a fancy tuxedo or something like that. Um, I think prior to the pandemic, though, the trend was for more casualization within weddings. And we're starting to see a little bit of that again. Um, and that's where like our breadth of our business actually really helps meet the customer because we enable them to go anywhere from, you know, renting a tuxedo or a suit to buying something, to tailoring it to fit them exactly, or to customizing something right from scratch. Um, and so they can kind of run that gamut of, um, you know, how formal um, or dressy they want to get um, based on the breadth of the assortment. Okay, excellent. Uh, with uh, some of the economic uncertainty we're seeing, uh, job growth is still very strong, uh, it seems to be strong, even some of the readings I had today. Uh, you know, it's still a little uncertain, uh, high inflation. You know, how can loyalty programs be a hedge against some of this economic uncertainty with your customers? And how do you think your loyalty program, you know, steps up and meets that challenge or opportunity? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously the economic incentive of, you know, if you're a loyal member um, of a program and, and true to a brand, um, you know, the incentive there is that over time you save more. Um, because of the the discounts tied to purchases. Um, but I do think for for us, it's also about the addition additional services and benefits that we offer. So whether it's, you know, getting some alterations done, if, if things go um, really sideways with the economy, you know, you may not want to buy a new suit for that next wedding that you're attending. You may want to just, you know, alter or tailor something that you've had in your closet for a long time. And as a member of our loyalty program, we can offer that service. For you, um, and so I think it's it's uh, for us. It's about really making sure that we've got sort of the breadth of offerings um, that meet the customer, kind of whether they're ready to go full custom suit or whether they want to economize and go for a much more affordable rental. Um, that we've got that for them, um, and that making sure that the loyalty program kind of keeps pace with that in terms of the additional services that we can offer them. Okay, great. I, I have a number of suits I have to tailor coming out of my conference. A couple of them ripped and they need to be fixed. So nice. Uh, so I will. I will. I was looking for a place to do it. Now you you help me out. So that's good. There you go. We'd be happy to help you out, Mark. Okay, great. Uh, what's what's the biggest challenge you face in your role? Uh, and you know, keeps you up your night. Um, honestly, I think a lot of it is sort of prioritizing opportunity. I think there's so much out there right now. And, you know, obviously, we can't get through any conversation these days without talking about AI and um, the role that that will have um, to play ongoing. I mean, of course, we're all leveraging it today and in, in different things that we do. Um, our wedding wingman tool I was talking about, our um, personalization that we do. So um, I think continuing to make sure that we're using it in a um, a meaningful way that it continues to improve the customer experience is, is a big part of it. But then along those same lines, I always um, trying to make sure that we're filtering our decisions um, with the lens of what's going to provide the best experience for our customer, because that ultimately will be what drives that relationship with the customer. And, um, and so making sure that we don't just jump on, you know, the latest trend or the latest shiny object and that we stay really focused on who we are um, and what drives value um, for our customers and their experience with us. Okay, perfect. Uh, are there other programs you admire from a customer loyalty perspective? You know, if so, what, what do you like about their offerings? Um, well, I'm a, I'm a big um, Sephora customer and I, I think they do an amazing job and I, I admire them from a business standpoint as to how they've structured their loyalty program because I believe it's, um, you know, 
minimal cost to them and it actually enables all of their vendors to sample products um, to, to the Sephora customer in a, in a really meaningful way. Um, and so I think like they provided a value that isn't necessarily tied to, um, you know, offering a discount that erodes their margins, but they've actually provided value that allows customer to discover new products and try new things. Um, and I think that's like fascinating. And I think that that's a way to, um, you know, bring something of value to your customer that isn't always just tied to dollars, because there's always going to be someone who can offer something to your customer for cheaper. And the thing that will keep your customer coming back is that you're doing other things that, you know, mean something to them beyond just a a price point. And I think Sephora does a, a really nice job with their expertise and the products and, and that that they bring um, to their customers in a personalized way. Okay. And last question I had for you, Carolyn, uh, somewhat self-serving, but you know, what can Loyalty360 do to help you and your team and your customer loyalty journey, your customer loyalty efforts? Well, um, and thank you for asking that. I think that, um, you know, we're always looking to understand what are our other best practices. I mean, it's impossible to keep up with everything that others are doing out there. And so I think understanding, you know, what are new and different things that companies are trying? Um, what are things that are sort of tried and true that seem to be elements of everyone's program? Um, and as we look to, you know, continue to evolve and improve our program, you know, making sure that we understand some of the best practices out there um, is always a really helpful piece of it, um, as well as helping navigate through um, the incredibly complex and well-populated um technology environment um, that that supports customer loyalty and, and marketing in general. Um, and I think, you know, providing insights into different programs and features and functions that are beneficial, um, new innovations, that type of thing is, is always really helpful. Okay, great. Uh, we can you know, definitely keep that up. Uh, we have a, a membership community. We'd love to get you in maybe sometime, but uh, make sure that we'll reverse as possible, understanding the challenges that you and other brands have. That's great. Thank you. And absolutely. Yeah, thank you for taking the time today. It was getting to know you a little bit more. Uh, the fact that you speak Japanese is awesome. Uh, but also, uh, I think uh, your job role in the consulting and some of the things you saw there was very interesting. And you know, it was great learning about uh, Taylor Brands and the whole uh, series of brands you have that uh, make a man be, you know, do their, be their best, right? And I think that's uh, great how you can understand them and kind of their different and disparate needs is, 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 is was awesome. I know that as much about the brand as I do now and uh, the passion you have in your voice, I think comes through, doesn't always come through in some of these interviews, but you uh, have a great passion for, you know, the customer, the brand and, and your approach. So that was great to hear. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time with us. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen today to our Leaders and Customer Local series. Make sure you join us back again soon and have a wonderful day.